Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is now. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother. Testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year, the podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. With me, as always, are Travis Milton, you can find on Twitter at dash 37 board 27, and Josh Conrad, who you can find at Josh underscore Conrad. Gentlemen, if it sounds like I'm in a, uh, I don't know, deprivation tank or something, it's probably because I am. I am demolishing a room in my home. Um, uh, what, I have what room? Plaster. Uh, the what bathroom. Room? I'm demolishing the bathroom. <laughs> I'm demolishing the bathroom. In what sense are you demolishing said yeah. bathroom? In uh, well, I've, I've demolished it for years in one sense, and now I'm demolishing <laughs> it in the cosmetic sense, in the do, uh, ripping tile do, out and stuff. Do either of you all recall the Parks and Rec episode where they all got food poisoning, and Ron Swanson yes. walks in, and he's like, I broke half the toilet last night. <laughs> and then they're like, where's Tom? And he's like, I avoided half of my body weight last night pooping. Yeah. He might have just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> well tom was fine you, that's, I think he that's actually all ate, i could think of he didn't, he didn't eat anything right tom actually didn't eat anything everybody else ate everything no it was the calzone it, 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 it was the calzone the calzone betrayed yeah the mini yeah. calzone that's uh i mean that was ben's all-time food as as i recall yes. um but yeah so i have demol- i'm demolishing so i'm taking a break here 
uh, putting down the the roto hammer to to talk to you. Um, the Jets, we we haven't had a chance, the three of us, to talk since the season ended. Um, the Jets end the season at four and thirteen. I would say it seemed like the season ended on a semi high note um, after a long slog of a senior uh, of a season. They uh, they go into the off season with you know clear lines on what they need to do to improve defense and offense. Uh, they have the four and the ten pick. They have some of the most cap room in the league. Uh, gentlemen, are you now that we're two next year? How are you feeling about next year? That is now actually this year. Next year is yeah, this sorry. year. This year is next year. Uh, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good. You know, I think I think coming off. Um, this incredible football weekend. Um, part of me is saying, I don't know that I've seen one game up and close like I saw this weekend. These divisional matchups mm. felt like they were playing a different sport than what we've been watching. Um, it feels like jet games, guys have to play with, you know, two, their, their feet tied together. Um, and these guys could just run around freely. Um, the quarterback play, obviously, pretty incredible all weekend. Um, so, you know, that's that's the goal, right? The goal is to get to a place where we're competing on a divisional playoff round weekend. And I know we are light years from it. But at the same time, um, there's a path like there's there's a lot of draft picks. And if we have all you need is one incredible draft uh, to, to fully reset your franchise. I, I have an uncle um, who famously said all throughout my childhood, I just need to pull one really good drug deal and I'm set. Um and so that's that's where it feels like we're at. That I have an uncle who said that all I need to do is pull one really good drug deal in life, and I'm set for forever. Um, oh, we just need one great forever. draft, guys. I was saying, like, are we related and we didn't know it? <laughs> oh, we're well, the same uncle. <laughs> it could be. You might. Wow. Might. Uncle, uncle, brother, uh, friend, Travis. <laughs> was wait? Was that? Is that a figurative drug deal or a literal drug deal? No, it's it's, it's figurative I, in my mind. Um, okay, but but yeah. also yeah, like I prefer no. drunkle, drunkle. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's not right, but I like that. But yeah, I I, I like that. It, it is it is that I, I like that idea of just like you just need the one big score and then you can retire for life, right? I love exactly that yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, well, the Jets are a long way from retiring for life. They got to get some compounding interest going, gentlemen, before they get to retire. Um, and that means you need principal. So, you know, principal is the thing on which money compounds and compounding, you know, interest and value over time creates more value, more value over time creates more value because you get this kind of, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like, Re the the loom kind of the the golden loom that just kind of spins thread on its own or whatever you want to say. Where Did you turn you know, into Gordon Gordon Gecko all of a sudden? Yeah. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Greed is good. Greed is good. Suspenders well, and a power suit. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's it's the I'm actually more Patrick Bateman than uh, than Gordon Gecko. Uh, okay. But um, yeah, but uh, I will I will you know murder you in my apartment uh, while listening to um, Huey Lewis. You know, Saxcom. Yeah, Huey Lewis exactly. Mm. Um, so. So that, but my point is like, you have to have some things that attract other things so that they join the team. I mean, I, we've been saying this for two decades about this team and the team goes through periods and times where that is the case. I mean, they have some value, right? They have some, some pieces on the offensive line. They have their, you know, um, you know, commitment at the quarterback position, have some exciting players like, uh, you know, Elijah Moore, uh, Michael Carter, uh, some, you know, 
defensive players like Bryce Hall and others. So there are things, but, you know, like you look at the teams that are remaining and, you know, like, okay, we were talking about some good football this weekend. I definitely want to talk to, to you about that. But you look at the Chiefs, you know, they can attract, you know, top end free agent linemen, uh, offensive linemen, or, you know, the, the Bills, like they, they were all in on Josh Allen and basically to, you know, he was maybe becoming a better player before we all realized it, but they added Stefan Diggs and that put them, you know, over the top before they were going for Stefan Diggs, they actually were making a play for Antonio Brown, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they were looking to add that piece to those pieces. So I, so I guess what I want to know is like, what are the one, two, three pieces? And we'll talk more about this in the off season as free agency approaches um, even if we're kind of slowing down our our frequency of podcasts and and the draft, of course, but you know what are the kind of positions or you know archetypes of players that if you could say give me one, two, or three things that you want this team to add, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the three biggest places we see we see need we got to get after the quarterback, so we, we have to you know after years and years of not wanting any more edge rushers drafted by the Jets, we we actually need one or two. Um, we need to improve in that area. Um, we need a playmaker. And I, I, I have a, a penchant for uh, wide receivers that are more 6'5", 6'7", 210 pounds than, you know, 6'1", 170. Um, I would love to have that really big, strong playmaker, a guy that's just going to win the ball um, consistently. Look at guys like Mike Evans, who turned that game around um, for Tampa until they didn't turn it around in the end. Um, a guy like that, along with an Elijah Moore, feels like, you know, you, you've got the makings for a really solid offense um, in the passing game. Um, and, you know, we can talk offensive line like early in the draft feels like there's some guys there that I would love to have on that line for the next 10, 12 years. So um, continue to invest on the offensive side of the ball um, and get after the quarterback. I mean, look at the teams that are left. That's pretty much what those teams can do for the most part. What about you, Travis? What would you like the Jets to add? Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know, yeah, I know. exactly. Uh, I, first, I want to like address two things that you said prior to your question. Um, yeah, you know, I've actually, you know, I've, I've been kind of a naysayer and, and very pessimistic, you know, in the past about, um, you know, our our probability of attracting free agents or things like that. And and I'll say like two things within um, the past couple weeks. Uh, number one being, you've got people on the Jets like L like. Uh, um, freaking uh, LDT and uh, Morgan mm-hmm. Moses that are singing praises about the culture that's there. And, and these are free agents that are, are, you know, especially LDT, like Morgan Moses is a little long in the tooth at this point, but that sound like they would love to sign back with the jets and are saying this as free agents, you know, saying, Hey, the culture here is great. This is a breath of fresh air. I loved coming here. That's really great hearing people that are, 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 probably or possibly out the door saying that Mm -hmm. um number two looking at the offensive play calling in the playoffs thus far one thing that i think is attractive about the jets is the fact that we have seen multiple plays that were copycats off of things that lafleur did with the jets that you don't Mm -hmm. see and haven't seen so you know there's that that air of okay we actually are on the cusp of something like good offensively if we get the, the players. Um, so yeah, I, I'm always going to say guard, always going to say center right now. Um, 
tackle. I think there's a lot of ways we can go. I've talked about that a lot. I really think we need somebody to be beside Bryce Hall. I love Michael Carter. Or Carter. I love uh, Eccles, but I think, you know, having them as depth players is amazing. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, linebacker. Um, I, I think that once Carl Lawson comes back, uh, I, of course, I, I would like to, I'd love to draft like a, an, an edge rusher. Um, but I think one of our, our hardest parts was the middle of that defense this year. Like everything fell on Quincy and CJ and CJ mm-hmm. is getting older. Um, Quincy is a hard hitter, but he's not an every down linebacker. Um, and, you know, not having any safeties worth a damn that, that understand geometry. That means you, Ashton fucking Davis. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I, I really think the middle of our defense really needs some help. And, uh, you know, I've, ta- I've talked about the, you know, defensive line as much as the offensive line. It all starts there. But I think with Carl Lawson being back, uh, if we can solidify the middle of that defense and, you know, maybe re-sign Foley Fadakasi, I, I think that we're on to something on the D. Um I, I don't think we're as far away as people think we are. Uh, and, and that I, I know how stupid that sounds considering the amount of points we gave up and, and what happened, but I really don't think that we are that far away. No. And I don't think that the jets need to progress to, you know, top defense in the league in a, in a year either. Right. Like, I mean, you look at the teams they're going to play, it's going to be very interesting to see of the teams that they are going to be playing in 2022. Um, how many of those teams, you know, are rebuilding, don't have quarterbacks, you know, have quarterback movement. Um, you know, there, a lot of things could happen, right? Aaron Rodgers yeah. left the Jets play Green Bay. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be in Green Bay? Like, I, I don't know. Like, he might be in Denver. I mean, they still play Denver. But but you, you get my point that a lot of things, there's a lot of things that have yet to happen. Um, but even if you take those into account, like, you know – I. I'm not going to say this is a 12 win team. I think this is, you know, maybe a nine win team. It really depends on the, on the amount of movement that you make. But, but the point is if you can just not be a horrific defense, right? If you can just be in the middle of the pack and your offense can be in the middle of the pack, then you're going to have chances to be in most games. Right. And I do think that there is opportunity with this defense. I, I agree with you. There's a couple things like, you know, when kind of seams come unsewn, everything looks like it's a total mess. But if you can just kind of, you know, seam up the safeties and kind of, you know, right, add another pass rusher, add another corner. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not going to take that much, I don't think, right, to make this a uh, respectable, if not, you know, top five, right, respectable defense. I think I think they're closer than than, you know, people are giving credit for you know, as they go I'll, into the offseason. Mm-hmm. I'll throw one more thing in there that's not talked about, and this is not a positional player or position, but work on the health and conditioning staff. Like, that is the biggest thing. I mean, we're two years in a row of having the most players or in mm. the top five most players on IR. Um, I, you know, if, if, if JD can get a handle on that and we're not losing – four players before we even get to the season, you know, like Carl Lawson and I mean, geez, like half of our safeties. Um, right. You know, this would be a, this would have been a very different team this year. And I'm not saying wins and losses wise. I mean, it might've been six wins instead of four, but, but still 
just you know, in we, terms of not like, a, not like a pass funnel defense, right? Like where like just exactly. everybody's just destroying the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think I think conditioning is big. I mean, I think, you know, on I mean, just look at Mikai Becton, right? Like how have they not demanded this guy lose 30 pounds or whatever? Like he sh- that and and again, if they go if we go through this again this year, if he's on the team this year and we go through this again and we don't get him in a conditioning program, like, well, guess what? He's going to have a season-ending injury again because yep. mm-hmm. you can't carry that much weight. I mean, it's just a matter of physics, right? Like, and, and, he's and a if big dude, Evan, and he's if we super Evan Neal, Evan yeah. Neal is in the same boat. I mean, that dude's 360. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, if we don't get a handle on this in this offseason, it's, it's going to be continuous. We're going to keep bringing these people in, and we're just not going to have them, and we're going to be relying yeah. on depth. And, and I mean, I think it's only more important in the type of offense that LaFleur is trying to run, right? He's running a kind of side to side, you know, zone based blocking scheme, right? And so like you, those linemen are going to be moving laterally on every play. This is not a plant and push, you know, kind of system. This is a, this is a conga line, right? You're going right or you're going left. You're going right or you're going left. And so like you, you can't have a 380-pound guy who is twitchy as fuck do that 60, 70 plays a game over the course of 17 games and expect that guy not to get injured. Like, they, you're, I, I 100% agree with you on the conditioning. They have to get that in line. Um, and so, yeah, I, I hope that there's some changes coming there because, right, it's, we, we've seen this long enough. Need, need to make some changes there. Um, all right. We, I want to talk about the, the football we got to see this weekend. So holy moly, what, Ooh. what a way to end, what a way to end the, the weekend. But like, I mean, those were, this is always my favorite weekend of football because you get the teams that emerge from the wild card weekend. And then you get, you know, the best teams in the league. And then you always get some upsets. Like we saw with the Titans, right? Like we saw with the Packers, uh, you always get some of that. Uh, but you get great games out of it. At least, you know, half of the games are going to be great. This this year we really got spoiled. Uh, I, I guess I'm curious, what were your reactions on on these games? Travis, why don't we start with you? Oh, man, like I uh, I, I turned the, the Bills-Chiefs game off, like after the Bills scored that touchdown. I was like, oh, well, it's, it's done. <laughs> oh. uh, and then I looked at my phone, uh, you know, a minute later, and I was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it was – it was really, really, really great. That game, like in in so many ways, um, it just you know when when there's a cohesiveness and a trust in an offense, uh, we can talk about the defense if we want to. Obviously, you know everybody's keying in on the incredible. I think it was like thirty thirty one points scored after the two minute warning. Um, just a ridiculous display of offense. Defense was what it was. Gave up a bunch of big plays, but there's just this trust from head coach. To quarterback to his team, mm-hmm. um, Trav. We're just talking about uh, we're talking about that Bills Bills Chiefs game. Like that trust aspect of hey, we're going to go for this. We're not going to we're not going to pack it in. We're not going to play for overtime. Um, you know, until we absolutely have to. We're going to just keep slinging the ball. That fourth and thirteen from Josh Allen to Jeremy Davis uh, or Gabe Davis in the back uh, of the end zone. Like like all of those plays just felt like play after play after play. Like they, there was a plan for this and there's a swagger, um, man, was, was that just like, 
it, it was just like it was like as if we were playing Madden um, in real life. That's that's the feel that the end of that game had. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's and it's funny because like I I watched the end of the the Buccaneers game, uh, which they they lost, and and I was watching it with my son, and you know they were down fourteen to the Rams. I said like just I was like just wait, six minutes left. Brady's gonna battle back. He if anyone can do it, it's gonna be Brady. Right. And so what does he do? He, you know, he battles back and then, you know, they were able to, the Rams are able to go ahead, you know, with their amazing offense, like just maybe, maybe guard Cooper cup, maybe, maybe, I don't know, just, just maybe give that a try. Um, but, but you knew that that was going to happen in the, in that Brady game, even if he lost, he was going to go down swinging and he was not going to not tie that game up. And so, you know, watching Patrick Mahomes, it's a kind of like the same thing. I, you know, I know he certainly, doesn't have the same amount of experience, but just in terms of his, you know, physical style and the, that offense and how explosive it is, you knew 13 seconds left. I was like, this, this isn't over. Like they could, they still have mm-hmm. three timeouts. Like this could happen. It might be a 60 yard kick as the, the announcers were talking about. Jay Feely was talking about, um, but you know, damn if they didn't make it a 50 yard or 49 yard kick. And so he, you know, yeah. it's just like, Unbelievable. I hate the Bills and I still was like, dude, I feel so bad for for the Bills and their and their fans just because like I was, oh my word. <laughs> Mahomes no, no, legit looks like Michael Jordan, and I'm not saying this on like an athlete standpoint, yeah. although like he's pretty damn good, but it looks like he's playing basketball on a football field. I mean, like the no looks, like it's it's like mm-hmm. he's you know it. It, it blows my mind, even like the way he holds the ball. It's it, it, it was nuts. Um, it was crazy. But mm-hmm. there's one aspect also, you know, too. I think. Okay. Oh, what I was gonna say was like this play, like the this playoff field should make us actually feel good. Like looking at the fact that okay, we beat the Titans, we beat the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Crazy enough, we did. Um, <laughs> you know the the blueprint for kind of what JD and Robert Sala are trying to do is the 49ers. We almost beat you know the Buccaneers. We hung in there with a very mm-hmm. very very shitty freaking like team fielded against the Bills until the last 6 minutes. Like looking at the field that's there and like the field of play combined with like all that stuff like it it made me go like holy shit. Okay, like we're on the right track. Like it, it, yes. it actually did. I was like, we are on the right track. I feel good about this. And I yeah, think, and I think it, there's part two that like, like from this side of it, right. We're building toward these things. It wasn't, you know, un- until Patrick Mahomes walked into the, into the chiefs. Now, Alex Smith, those teams were good. They were competitive, all that stuff. But one guy, right. One guy can change that locker room and you're four, five, six, seven, eight years in with rosters that you trust deeply, or you had a guy like Tom Brady walk into the room. Um, like it's, it's not like the Titans, um, went from, um, you know, like eight and eight forever. They, they had to bottom out in some ways and, and, and rebuild that roster back and bring in a new head coach. And so like you see the track, um, and I feel like what we've experienced maybe mostly in our lives is, okay, we're going to, we're going to restart this track again and just hope that it leads to the next thing. Because once you get over that hump of what the Bengals just did, even last year, you go from a guy adding Joe Burrow, now guys want to play with him. Um, and now suddenly they find themselves with a swagger in the AFC championship game. Um, and they don't even have all the pieces that they're going to need to truly be a contender for years and years. But um, when you see the track and you see that those early pieces, 
Um, you can definitely see the way forward five, six years from now where we're in a position like that. If something just starts falling our way, um, if we weren't mm-hmm. the cursed franchise of the league, then maybe that would happen. Yeah. But we don't. It's funny that yeah, you've got I, the two okay. thought processes of like drafting between the four teams. Like you've got the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and like the, the, the Rams. I said four teams, but like all the teams like mm-hmm. this past weekend. Yeah. All eight that are like, hey, we're one piece away. Get the quarterback and then like whatever. We're, we're, we're full men. Get it. And then you've got like people like the 49ers and the Chiefs and the Bengals that are like, we're building through the draft. And, what's what's prevailing more than the other is now like the building through the draft and you know you can kind of see the thought process it's like okay holy shit okay this makes sense we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. I mean, there is a degree to which, you know, the Rams have a good team. You know, they they beat the Bucks. But I mean, if you just they just continue to mortgage the future. Um, and so, you know, the team the team that they have, while well, they you know they brought in ODB and they brought in um, you know all these all these great players. Like sooner or later, it's going to get really hard for that team to continue to. Um, uh, whatever, build, build on the success that they, that they have. And it is going to, it's that, that, that engine is going to seize up on them because they just don't have the draft capital to kind of fill all those needed positions, you know, kind of the fill in positions or whatever. So like, it's going to be hard for them and they can continue to keep going down that road and it's working for now, but you know, sooner or later, you got to clean up after the party. Um, Whereas, right. You look at what the chiefs have done the bills have done, um, you know, other teams, the Bengals have done, like they have, um, you know, they have largely built through the draft 
they've brought in a couple very strategic free agents and that has been you know um, you know put them over the top right in the chiefs they they used uh used their their free agency to get get linemen um you know the bills yeah. you know meanwhile you know they've been drafting players in right but they're you know they uh they you know they bring in one or two players like we talked about with digs and and same with the bengals i mean you know you just you have two good wide receivers in tyler boyd and um t higgins and then you know jamar Hag- uh, jamar chase falls in your lap and you're like well we, of course we got to take this guy right and so so yeah so they're doing things the right way t- taking the best players um and right you look at all those eight teams and all those eight teams really uh, there's only uh, of of the of the eight teams that played games this past weekend two that i would look at that said didn't get there on the backs of a very a very strong quarterback play right yep. so yep. number 1 is the 49ers it was kind of on and off between garoppolo and lance over the course of the year you know whether garoppolo was injured lance is just not ready for prime time very physical very interesting player but um you know, he, he needs more time to mature. And then the Titans, you know, Ryan Tannehill, you know, very athletic player, but retread kind of approaching the end of his career. And, you know, they largely did it based on their defense and, you know, Derrick Henry much of the season until he was, until he was injured. And then of course, AJ Brown, you know, AJ Brown carries uh, someone like Tannehill. So, so you, you have, but I mean, the other teams, Chiefs, Packers, Bills, Rams, Bucks, Bengals, like, they all have really good quarterbacks, right? And so, like, the blueprint is you still need a really good quarterback. And even, even if you're sustainably drafting, you know, a team like um, like the Ravens, I think, do a really good job of sustainably drafting. Like, they didn't, you know, make it there because Lamar Jackson got injured. So, um, it's it's crazy. And But, right, like, I, you know, on the, on the other hand, you see a team like the Steelers who kind of, you know, tried to go in one more year with Ben Roethlisberger and, you know, they're going to pay for it and, and they're not ready to start, you know, you know, cleaning up after the party, like, but it's going to take them a while to build back out of this because they just, they don't have the horses anymore. So anyway, um, yeah, it was an interesting week of football, a lot of exciting games, close games, you know, largely fun to watch Lambo in the snow. Um, any other takeaways from the games this past weekend? No, but my sous chef uh, Milton Suggs just walked oh. in wearing a AFC champions uh, New England Patriots <laughs> T-shirt. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, him, uh, he's sitting yeah. at the table just listening on, going like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> if, only, if only we could find where, talented players like Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, where, where, where? Or Mac Jones. Guys, I, well, maybe I, we, I can't even say Mac Jones, but maybe we just make our own Jets AFC champions T-shirts and just. Nope, we don't put a year on it. We don't put a league <laughs> symbol on it. It's just New York. Jets. I don't think his has. Does yours have a year? Is there a year? There's a Super Bowl trophy perpetual, on it. Perpetual uh, in perpetuity. It says yeah, I don't think it's perpetuity. Yep, pretty classic. Yep, classic. Do you have anything to say? He said. He said no. Nope. No. All right. Well, okay. Before we go, I do need. We do need to go through our teams. Golden Girls of the of the year. So, uh, with the the recent passing of uh, of Betty White, uh, that was very sad. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Um, since this is a Golden Girl, this is ostensibly a football podcast that's really about the Golden Girls. I don't think we could uh, end, you know, kind of sum up this season without talking about our our favorite Golden Girls from the Jets this year. So we'll go through the four Golden Girls. Um, 
if you have one, fine. Uh, go ahead and give give a Jets player or coach or whatever. If you don't, um, that's fine. You can say pass because you're just not as knowledgeable like as maybe someone like myself. But um, but yes. So we're gonna start. I would say let's start with uh, let's start with Dorothy. Who was your Josh? Who was your Dorothy on mm. the Jets this year? Mm. Can I give it to us? Can we be the Dorothy of yes. the year? Can <laughs> we give it to us? us? The podcast sure. that's a little a little bit surly. We've been through some losses. Uh, we're trying to keep everything together. Um, we are good for the very sarcastic one-liner, dry sense of humor. Uh, I I award the Dorothy of the year, the Doty, uh, to the to the <laughs> There's Always Next Year podcast. Way, way to right. go, boys. Uh, Dorothy's one and all. Thank you. Thank you. Travis, do you have a Dorothy of the year? I do. Um, I'm going to go uh... – uh, Quincy Williams. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to go player. Um, that's good. You know, somebody I didn't expect that was that hit hard um, all the time was there every play. Um, I mean, I, I, after looking at the snap counts, you know, at the end of the year, I was like, holy shit, he was there like pretty much every mm-hmm. single play from when we got him uh, off the waiver wire. Um, surprised the heck out of me. Not what I was expecting to like, but I was like, man, cool. Um, you uh, you feel you feel the good role, bud. <laughs> yeah, all right. No, I like that. That's a <laughs> that's a good Dorothy. Um, my Dorothy of the year. I gave this a tiny bit of thought. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Mike White. Uh, because it's kind mm. of for a similar reason Ooh, that you gave, okay, which yeah. was yep. uh, not like did not expect to get what we got from from Mike White, and I know that starburn bright and short. Um, but I what I would say is I think that there's potential there. There's storylines that we're going to mine in the future around Mike White. Um, you know, some, some Stanley, uh, Stanley's Vornak side quests maybe in the future. Um, so like, I, I think Mike White will have a role with this team. I think he's a, you know, a potentially interesting backup quarterback for this team. No one is going to take the throne from, from Zach Wilson, nor should they, I mean, they invested in the second pick in him, you know, last year. So it's going to be a while, but, uh, you know, him, him getting injured, being on the smaller side, I think we're going to need someone like Mike White and uh, he's going to have to come in and deliver when we need him. So, so uh, Mike White is my Dorothy of the year. All right. Uh, who, who should we move on to next? Sophia. Uh, Travis. Sophia. Okay. So who is the Sophia Oof. of the year then, Travis? Do you have a Sophia in mind? I do. Uh, kind of along the similar lines. Um, I, uh, I got to go Zach Wilson. Um you know, uh, uh, Estelle Getty was not the favorite of the cast there, especially B. Arthur, because she didn't necessarily have, you know, the chops that everybody else had or the rapport that she had with everyone else. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll count myself in as, as one of the people that have, have been skeptical the whole time. Um, I won't say that I'm not still um, somewhat, well, not skeptical, but, you know, like yes, just waiting to fair. see. Um but uh, you know, I got I got some good good smiles out of him, uh, especially as we went along. You know, after the the knee injury and everything, uh, I was like, oh, you know what? Like this dude's got some. Uh, this dude's got a little little bit of something in there. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit better about this. Like he's he's leading the team a little bit better. He's not fucking up every play. You know, like 
yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I really kind of came out like, yeah, like, like Estelle, like, you know what? You're a solid member of the cast. Cool. All right. We'll <laughs> fun, see. Fun we'll, fact. We'll, we'll see if you get fun, there. Fun fact. Uh, Estelle Getty, Zach Wilson, same height, uh, same height. That does not surprise <laughs> oh me in the god. least. <laughs> oh my god! If you were to measure their bicep, it's the same same circumference of their bicep, right? <laughs> that would oh not surprise god. me same either. Three like, tones. Oh same god. three number two. Uh, oh, we kid because we love. It. All right, Josh, who's who's your Sophia? Yep, I'm going with one uh, Michael Carter. Uh, similarly mm. to Trev, um, solid member. Um, you always felt like, oh, okay. Like you, 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 you got the goods. We didn't see nearly enough of Michael Carter um, up and down season injury wise, but man, when that guy's healthy and on the field, um, he's, he's a starting back in this league. Like it seems like an upper echelon um, potential kind of guy. So really, really pleased with him. Would love to see this off season, how he develops. Um, you know, I'd like, I'd like just to figure out similarly to the earlier conversation, um, with our strength and conditioning team and our, our medical team, how do we how do we just get that guy to be a, a sustainable, ready NFL player week in week out? Because he's he's a twelve hundred yard kind of running back. Like he's he's going to be really good for this team, um, and he's going to be a really important piece um, to Zach Wilson's sheriff mentality. So, mm-hmm. Michael Carter, a, uh, my Estelle Getty, my Sophia of the year. All right. Well, my Sophia of the year is going to CJ Mosley. Um, CJ Mosley, you know, obviously came in a couple of years ago, uh, you know, languished a couple of years there, had a season ending injury, you know, was out uh, for the COVID stuff the, the previous year, uh, comes back this year. He's 29, though, which is, you know, puts him kind of in the one of the oldest players on the on the team. Um, uh, but you know, plays really hard, uh, but you know, is a very straight talker. I would say just like Sophia is a very straight talker. I think CJ Mosley proved, proved anything this year, proved that he's a straight talker. kind of, you know, does not care what other people say or think he's going to, if he has an opinion, he's going to share it. Um, and then, right. You know, just, I think, you know, packs a punch, did a, did a good job this team and is, you know, quietly someone that everybody, uh, you know, rallies around. And I mean, I, I do think kind of the start to his career remind, with the Jets, I should say, not you know, obviously, you know, amazing career with the Ravens, uh, but the start to his Jets career kind of reminds me of the start of Sophia's storyline in or kind of maybe backstory where what she had like a stroke and she was in this retirement home and then she comes out and she's this kind of, uh, you know, spitfire. So I think that's kind of what my uh, my Sophia goes to CJ one CJ Mosley. Um, all right. So we we're, we're going to the back half now. Um, I'm going to say we're going to re- leave Rose for last. So Blanche, mm-hmm. who is our Blanche? Josh, do you have one loaded and ready? I, I do. Um, so, so Blanche known, known for her, um, uh, penchant for, for male companions, um, mm-hmm. often got scored upon. I'm going to give the Blanche of there to the oh, entire no. Jets defense, uh, the most <laughs> scored points on the, in, in Jets history. So, um, to every member on that of the football, um, you, you got lucky getting lucky all season long. Um, thank you for letting us see how often you could get scored on, uh, the Blanche of the New York Jets defense. Amazing. Uh, I don't think I could beat that one. I don't think I could beat that one. I was going to go Ashton Davis, but I think yours is a better encompassing uh, for mm. the same reasons. Uh, Travis, do you have one? Do you have a Blanche? 
I mean, I've got to go. I've got to go. Bryce Hall. I mean, uh, like yep. Bryce. Uh, you know, as much as I love him to death, like I, I don't know that he's a number one cornerback. I think he's a crew Marty. So mm-hmm. hopefully, a Revis that we get. Um, although we'll never mm-hmm. have another Revis, but still, um, you know, he. Uh, I don't necessarily know that he got lucky every time, but he definitely. You know, actually, no, no, screw that. Like, I'm, I'm backing up. It's not going to be Bryce Hall. It's going to be Braxton Berrios. <laughs> okay. I All right. never I like yeah. would have expected Braxton Berrios to score as much as he does. Mm. <laughs> Fair. Great. That's good. Great line. I like that. I yes. like that. Um, okay. So this is, so this is then our final, our final, which is the roses. Um, I haven't thought of one. So, Josh, why don't you start, and then we'll let Travis finish us up. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll oh, up. Rose. Yeah, the, the beloved member of the cast. Um, may, may the queen rest in peace. Um, you know, going into this season, you know, I think we were all optimistic we were going to have a better year. We keep tricking ourselves into this. Time is a flat circle. That is our that is our tagline, everybody. Um, but um, the the Rose – um, of of the New York Jets this year um, is is the upcoming draft. Um, there's there's a lot of potential. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of comfort that I, I like take that. Um, that that we are going to have you know six or seven top fifty picks and um, sitting in positions where we just have to be solid. Like just get it down the middle of the mm-hmm. fairway. Um, you're you're going to deliver the goods. Everybody loves you. Nobody hates the fact that the draft is coming when you're a New York Jets fan. It's the comfort of all. Uh, the the Rose Award, the Betty Whiter Award for me, um, is the upcoming Jets draft. Also in perpetuity. I'll just be saying the same thing this year, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give our Rose of the Year to um, to uh, LDT, uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, mm-hmm. only because he's from a cold a uh, cold place, you know, somewhere north of us where we are. I don't think they um, have Gekirvin you know. Flergen there. <laughs> they probably <laughs> don't. They probably don't. But, um, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously like a very altruistic person. You know, he's, you know, studied medicine and, you know, spending time in the off season, you know, becoming a doctor and, you know, serving in hospitals during COVID. And so like, I think uh, if, any, if any of our players, while he was a late arrival, um, I'm going to give him, the rose because he's from a cold place where there's lots of snow. He's Canadian, which just effectively means he's like, uh, you know, overly like altruistic and nice and just, you know, like, you know, thinks people are, you know, Oh, everybody's like our friends. eh? right. Like, and uh, you know, no one wants to fight us. eh? So like I, I give him, he's the closest thing I can think of of a rose on this team. So LDT congrats for, being uh will you will you accept this rose all right travis you're you're last who was your rose this year this is a big award it's probably the biggest of all of them uh abt um i've got to give it 100 mm. to to uh mr vera tucker um he was the most consistent the foundation of that entire offensive line all season the foundation of michael carter's uh breakout exactly. the foundation mm-hmm. of mike white Zach Wilson. Um, I mean, to be honest, even even you know some of the plays you you watch with uh, 
Elijah Moore. You will see him downfield after taking on double teams, blocking downfield. Uh, that guy, uh, I said it the day they drafted it, and I watched everyone talk shit on Twitter about it afterwards. Um, that guy was the steal of the draft, even though we moved up. Mm. And I know, like, I am in the in the mm-hmm. uh, minority of, like, you. I will move up to get an offensive lineman any day of the week. But uh, that guy – was the the foundational piece of this draft uh, class and of this team moving forward. He he uh, he excelled every expectation and was the person that was there every week making it happen. Just like Rose, mm. whether it be a a a sad episode, she's the one that's that's making a hit home. Whether it be a funny episode where someone's doing something stupid, she's the one that's making that hit home too. Um, ABT was the one all year long taking the hits, making it happen. ABT all the way. Well, hey, congrats to all of our Golden Girl Award winners on the 2021 New York Jets. Um, this is the There's Always Next Year podcast. We will be uh, in your feed from here and there, so enjoy it. Uh, when we will, we will, we can't wait to, to talk to you all in the near future. Uh, but until then, you know, we'll kind of watch uh, things play out with the senior bowl and all the. Who are y'all, you know, who are y'all rooting uh, for in the, in the last four? In the, oh, good, good question. Um, ooh, it's my son has become, he loves Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I, it's going to be hard for me to live in this house and not want to root for the Chiefs. And all it's right, just hard right. to not root for the Chiefs. They're so exciting. Um, but I, I would say on the other side, um, Oh man, that's really hard. Uh, Rams. I, I kind of like the Rams. I'd like to see LA win. That'd be kind of cool. Um, Adam, what, what about yourself? As, as a kid, I mean, you know, in the, in the eighties, early nineties, not much, not a ton to root for, for the Jets. I picked up a little, there was a little, uh, window in which I was a 49er fan as a kid. Um, oh, wow. and so anytime that team does well, it just makes me happy. Uh, makes me think back to, um, 1990 and 1994 and, you know, just these, these really iconic, um, you know, those, those Cowboys Jets or Cowboys, um, Niners games throughout Niners. the mid nineties, just a ton of fun. Um, and so I, I never root against the Niners unless they're playing the Jets, um, which is super rare, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm finding myself, um, on the, on the Shanahan train. So hopefully, uh, um, hopefully they do well. I don't think they're beating the Rams, but I will be rooting for the Niners on Sunday. Travis. I bleed two colors, green and blue. Like uh, everyone knows, my my two staunch end all be all die on this hill teams in this world, the Jets and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And mm-hmm. if I hate a team as much as I hate the New England <laughs> Patriots, it is the San Francisco Giants. So I can never bring myself to root for a San Francisco team. Um, wow. You know, uh, I I love the fact that, again, they might be a blueprint for what we're doing, but can't go mm. against it uh, as long as I see Mookie Betts wearing a uh, number 15 Rams <laughs> jersey. Um, I, I got to go Rams for, for it all. Got to do it. And, wow. plus, love man, I want, I want that for Stafford. I mean, you've been in Detroit your whole career. Yeah. I mean, yeah. geez, like, I, if there's anyone I could freaking root for, it's that dude. He's the Chicago Cubs of a person. yes that's fair i I love that that's good reasoning yes all right well we thank you for listening all season 
This has been a joy. It's been a pleasure. I always look forward to these times. Um, so thank you to my co-hosts, Josh. Thank you to my co-host, Travis. Uh, we'll be back soon. Be well. See you soon. It's this year. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.